Man, oh man, what a night. Money in the bank is in the bag, and we are officially on our way to SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Within the Ropes podcast yet again. I'm your host, Brian Tronick, and I am here to give you the Money in the Bank 2021 review. And it was a wild ride. It was a fun ride. It was like, it was like that, that old ride that you remember from your favorite theme park. You, you remember it, right? This time they made a little bit of changes, a little bit of alterations. Um, and, and you finally get on it again. And it's, it's finally fun again. It's like, wow, this is what I've been missing. I love this. That's exactly what Money in the Bank 2021 felt like tonight from top to bottom and i'm not lying but i'm 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 doing some things a little different here in this review okay so i'm a little different all right first off i want to say congratulations to the queen city charlotte flair for capturing that Raw Women's Championship. And she is now a 14-time women's champion. And I told all of you. I said it. I've been saying it for weeks. I said Charlotte is going to beat Rhea Ripley and become champion for the 14th time. And I dare Becky Lynch to try and return and try and dethrone the queen. I dare her. Because what's going to happen... And she's going to come back, and all the fans are going to cheer. She's going to get a big pop. And, and guess what? She's going to be humiliated, and, and she's, she's, she's going to be, uh, what's another word for humiliated? Disturbed. I don't know. She's going to be made to look like a fool, a crazy woman, an idiot, because she thinks she can beat Charlotte. Uh-uh! That ain't going to happen. I had a great, I had a great fucking time watching this tonight. Great fucking time. It was great from top to bottom, every single one. Make sure you guys follow me on social media at Within the Ropes. Tell me what your favorite match was. If you're listening right now, send me a DM or tweet me. Tell me what your favorite match was tonight at Money in the Bank. My favorite match, obviously, obviously, was the Queen. City. And let me tell you something. For all the fans in attendance that was that was saying we want Becky, you don't think that that added fuel to the fire, that that made Charlotte stronger? They tried to make it seem like on commentary that Charlotte was disturbed. She was distracted. No. No way. No, 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 no. Not the queen. She knows exactly what she's doing. But anyway, let's not waste any time. Let's get into the review. Let's talk about it. The kickoff show, the kickoff match, the bloodline, the Usos representing the bloodline took on the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Great way to start off the night. I loved Dom and and I said Mysterio, Dom and Ray's uh, entrance. I thought it was a little weird how they transitioned out of it and they were just standing on the stage. I thought that might have been weird for the live audience because obviously they weren't able to see it the way that we saw it here at home but 
nonetheless, it was still a cool touch. Um, I guess that's one of the things that Stephanie talked about when she said that, you know, the the presentation is going to be different. The presentation of our superstars is going to be uh, a lot different going forward. And yeah, 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 yeah. So that's cool. Um, but this match was good. Jimmy Uso and Dom start the match. Uh, Dom then drags Jimmy over and tags Ray. They double team Jimmy for a two count after a pin. Jimmy drives Ray into the corner and tags in Jay, who immediately gets drop kicked by Ray before Jay sends him out of the ring. And then at that point, he dragged him back inside and to the corner before the Usos isolate Ray. Now they were they were playing that game. They were making sure that they were keeping Ray and Dom at times in their corners, making sure that they did not get into their corners to try and make the tag. So this part was pretty interesting. Ray gets the tag eventually, though, to Dom, who hits a triangle moonsault for a two before clearing the ring of the brothers and then obviously gets thrown into the barricade. Yeah, they they made some work out of Dom. Dom got thrown. Dom got punished. Dom got pushed. It's like, damn, can't, can't catch a break. He got his ass kicked on Friday. Now he's getting his ass kicked tonight. But, hey, I like Dom taking the punishment, paying the dues, doing what he has to do. I appreciate that. Um, they throw him into the barricade uh, when they catch him. Uh, he goes in for a diving cross body before the Usos isolate Dom now until he gets the hot tag to Ray, who drops Jay repeatedly, hits a head scissors into a diving seated senton for a two count. Ray hits a sunset flip before Jimmy super kicks him and hits a Samoan drop for a two. At that point, uh, they took out Dom and Ray gets a near fall off of a roll up before he takes the bullet for his brother Jay when Ray goes for a 619. Now, this was special. This part was dope. Now, Ray sets up Jay for the 619, and then Jimmy all of a sudden pops up on the apron and literally takes the 619 so that he doesn't hit Jay. That was that was dope. Um, but yeah, Jay super kicks Ray and hits a diving splash for another near fall. But at that point, the Usos were able to pick up the win when Jimmy rolls up Jay, and Jay comes to help by pushing him with his feet from the corner to make sure that Rey Mysterio cannot kick out and they become the brand new, for the seventh time, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Usos pick up the victory. They add more gold to the bloodline, to the family, showing Roman Reigns that they got what it takes. It was a good match. This was a really good match. I felt like it was a great way to start off the night. Um, I was kind of questioning on whether the Usos were going to pick up the victory, but they did, so I was happy about it. Um, we get to the main card, and they started off hot with the women's money in the bank ladder match. We got Asuka, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. All of them had fire entrances. They had fire gear. I always talk about it on Twitter. Natalia, she's got, like, the gear game in the bag. She's got all, like, I never see her in the same ring gear. 
Like she's always switching it up, always changing it. Naomi's always glowing. Nikki, Nikki Cross, aka Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, aka Nikki Ash, aka Ash Ketchum. She uh, was in her newly uh, superhero costume. Alexa Bliss was in some dope gear. Liv Morgan was in some gear. Zelina Vega with the Queen of the Dam themed gear, and Oscar just being Oscar with the I guess green and money in the bank looking color all right so everyone scrambled for ladders at the beginning of this match except for alexa bliss who stood there on the ropes um before reaching up and basically acting like she was going to i don't know like make the briefcase just magically appear in her hand or some shit like that at that point oscar then takes her out and then uh everyone hits a move on each other and then tamina gets in there Tamina gets in there. It's just her and Alexa. Tamina takes her, Liv, and Zelina out before Asuka hits a missile dropkick. Um, listen, Tamina was doing work. She had a moment. She was highlighted heavy in the beginning of this match. Honestly, her and Natalia both were highlighted super heavy in this match. They were both on fire. It seemed like every time uh, a baby face or fan favorite was going for the briefcase, one of them was coming to pull them off the ladder and make sure that they were not going to be able to get the briefcase. And I loved that about the fact that, see, and then see, everyone complained about Natty and um, Tamina being in the match, but they added to it. Like, Natty just, she she just, she was, she's just mean and just, she knows how to, she knows how to work like that. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think it worked. Um, they put the ladder on top of Tamina. Um, Asuka hits him as a dropkick, then puts the ladder on top of Tamina before climbing it. Liv comes in, takes out Asuka before Natty shoves it, shoves the ladder over and knocks Liv off before the two have a tug of war over the ladder. Now, this was interesting. All right, it it kind of looked a little awkward, but, you know, you got Liv on one side, you got uh, Natalia on the other, and everyone's just coming in and they're hitting them. You got Nikki, who comes in, they attack her. Tamina takes out Naomi and Zelina. Asuka drags Tamina out of the ring. Alexa then traps Liv with the ladder in the corner before sending Natty face first into the ladder and slamming Liv down before hitting a flipping leg drop and setting up a ladder before Zelina and Alexa face off at the top of the ladder. Then Alexa makes Zelina get down with her voodoo, uh, voodoo uh, witchcraft, I don't know, whatever it's called. Uh, she made her get down by using that. Then she climbed up. Natty then grabs her, power bombs her into the side of the ladder. Naomi power bombs Liv Morgan, who was on the top rope at the time, like close to the ladder that was wedged between the middle rope with um with uh uh, uh with Zelina laying on the ladder. So Naomi power bombs Liv on Zelina on the ladder. Um, Tamina and Natty get taken out by Naomi single handedly, all by herself. Naomi was on a roll. I almost thought she was going to win this match. Then she slammed Nikki onto the ladder. Uh, she was climbing up the ladder that was set up. Natty throws her off out of the ring. Zelina then jumps on Natty's back before Liv rips them down. Um, th- when they grab the briefcase before everyone comes in and brawl until Nikki dives off of the ladder that was set up on the outside, dives from the outside in into the ring, taking everyone out with a diving crossbody. And how weird is that? Nikki cross crossbody. Could have called it Ash Body. I don't know. Um, she then sets up a ladder, and Alexa rips her down. Alexa hits Nikki with a variation of Sister Abigail. It was like a Sister Abigail 
uh, fucking, I don't even know what it was called. It was like a DDT something, right? Uh, she then climbs the ladder, and again, Natty and Tamina, like I said earlier, Natty and Tamina were just making sure that nobody was going to go up and get that briefcase. Um, Natty and Tamina send Alexa out of the ring before everyone then gets ladders and starts to pile them all on top of Alexa before Liv, who's in the background, starts climbing the ladder, gets taken out by Tamina before Liv sends Tamina out of the ring and then gets dropped by Natty with another ladder before setting it up next to the first ladder that's already set up. Liv then rips Natty down, sends her face first into the ladder before Asuka and Zelina bring in a third ladder. And and then (laughs) they set it up next to the first two ladders, and now you got three ladders in the ring. Liv takes out Asuka and climbs to the middle ladder. Naomi meets her, and everyone else climbs on the opposite sides, and everyone's just fighting each other. No one's really paying attention to the briefcase. Nikki Ash sneaks up the ladder over everybody. Just everyone's not even paying attention. Nikki goes up. She unhooks the briefcase. And Nikki Ash is your Miss Money in the Bank. And I thought that was a clever way. I know people, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Not everyone's going to like how that ended or how that was set up. But I thought it was cool. No one predicted Nikki winning. No one predicted it, her winning like that. So I think it's, I think it's, Anything can happen, man. I think it was fun. I think it was dope. It was a really dope, different way to win like that. Um, so, like I said, that was the first first match of the night. I thought it was good. I'd give that match probably like a, like a 9 out of 10. And it was some parts in there. Like, everyone was calling for Liv Morgan. And, I mean, for the moment, it's like, yeah, I think she deserves it. But she just seemed very slow. She didn't seem all the way ready. And I get it. It's a ladder match. So, you know, everyone's kind of trying to remember spots and make sure they get their spots in. But I don't know. We'll see. Naomi, I don't know. I was hoping she would win. She did not. Um, Nikki, Nikki Ash kind of cro- didn't cross my mind at all. Like, I didn't realize that she would be a possibility considering the new gimmick and stuff. But, hey, what does this say? A lot of people were shitting on the gimmick saying, oh, she's buried. But, hey. She likes it. She created it. And, and, you know, Vince and them probably like it, too. So that's that. Um, We get a celebration backstage with the Usos and Roman and Paul Heyman. And uh, (laughs) Roman just playing the game. He's like, you know what? Like, I did this. Basically taking responsibility for it all. He's like, I did this. You know, I did the the hard work. You guys did the easy work. Now you just got to keep them. And he said, you know what? Now that I've done something for you, I'm going to need y'all to do something for me. And then Jay's like, well, you know, I already, you know, you, you, you the tribal chief. You my tribal chief. I already acknowledge you. And then Jimmy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I acknowledge you. Yeah, you the tribal chief. Yep. Mm-hmm. And kind of like a, just agreeing for the, like, I know something's going to happen. Something's going to happen with Jay. I, I think it's interesting that they're playing the, well, Jay's down and Jimmy's down only because I guess, he feels like he has to, but he doesn't really necessarily agree with everything. I don't know. He's kind of playing both sides. It's interesting, though. Um, so then they hug it out, and then that's that. Next matchup we got is for the Raw Tag Team Championships, Styles, Omos, and the Viking Raiders. And this was surprisingly a very good match, better than what I thought. Um, Omos and Eric start the match. Uh, Eric is quickly to get tagged in. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Eric is quick to tag in Ivar, and the two attack Omos, who takes them out with ease. 
before AJ Styles comes in and hits Ivar with a jumping splash. At one point in the match, Omos had like picked up AJ as he was running. He had hit the ropes and he running and uh, Omos picked him up and he threw him on the outside and uh, he pretty much launched AJ over the top rope on the Ivar, hit a Hearn Karana from inside of the ring on the outside. I thought that was pretty dope. Uh, we got to see a lot more of Omos than normal. I still think he needs to work on his selling. Like he was getting hit by Eric and Ivar. It was one point where they were in the ring, just sending shots at him. And he's playing, you know, he's playing it off. He's the big dude. He's like, you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, but it just looked so fake. Like it, it he didn't sell good at all in this match. And it, if AJ Styles wasn't so good during all the points where he was uh, uh, in the ring, then I would have hated this tag team match. Um, eventually, though, Eric and Ivar send Omos out of the ring. Eric lands a dive. Uh, Styles then rolls up Ivar, but Ivar kicks out. Eric and Ivar hit the Viking experience on AJ Styles. Omos gets on the apron, but Eric tries to push him off. But then Omos flings Eric into Ivar to break up the pin. Everyone lands a kick. Eric then runs into a Baldo bomb by Omos. Omos pins Eric. And the winners and still the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Um, like I said, if other than the selling, the match was really good. The Viking Raiders were really, really good in this match as well. I talked about the agility and how quick both of them are. I think in a in a Monday Night Raw review that I did. Um, but yeah, they, they did really, really well. If it wasn't for the selling, though, of Omos. Uh, I almost would have said that this was probably the worst match of the night, but I'll still give it a nice, you know, eight out of 10. Um, the next match, though, was for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley would take on Kofi Kingston. And I don't know, man. I don't know why. I don't know why all of us expected this to be some type of competitive Kofi Kingston finally getting an opportunity to be champion again type of match. This was just absolutely not that. Um, it started off with Kingston uh, putting in on a lot of, putting a lot of offense in. Uh, Lashley missed a spear. Kingston rolled Lashley up for a quick pin, but did not get the three count. Lashley kicked out. Kingston crushed Lashley with a double stomp off the top rope. Um, goes for a pin, kicks out again. Uh, Lashley uh, hits him with a clothesline. Then he hits a sky-high spine buster. He tossed Kingston out of the ring. He drives Kingston into the ring post head first. Lashley then picks up Kingston, does it again. Lashley blasts Kingston with a running elbow strike in the corner. Elevated, like, complete, just fucking... I don't know, man. Lashley just, he just kept beating and beating and beating on Kofi Kingston. Um, Lashley then locks Kingston in the hurt lock. Lashley turns Kingston uh, so that the referee can't see Kingston tapping. Lashley then suplexes Kingston. Kingston tries to fire up, uh, tries to gain some momentum, but Lashley suplexes him uh, like just across the ring, just throws him across the ring. 
Lashley ground and pounds. I thought it was going to end in a, a referee stoppage. I thought I thought Kofi was going to start bleeding. I thought it was going to be another Brock Lesnar, Cena, or Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton type of situation. He ground and pounds him. Uh, Lashley then hits a dominator. Then he hits another dominator. Then he tells the crowd that they asked for this. He hits another dominator. And then he hushes the crowd. He goes, shh. And then he put Kofi in the hurt lock. Kofi taps. Winner and still the WWE champion, Bobby Lashley, just like that. Easy work, easy money. Um, I don't, again, like I said, I don't know why we sort of thought that this was going to be some type of competition or like, oh, man, yeah, Kofi's got a chance. This is going to be a dope. Like, Kofi really set up that match really, really good. But Kofi was obviously used as, I don't know, sort of like a scapegoat to kind of rebuild um, Lashley into being the dominant champion that he is. They did a good job. Um, this I, I respect them doing this kind of squash match route as opposed to the one that they did with um, Brock Lesnar because, um, again, it makes Bobby Lashley look strong. Um, doesn't make Kofi look as strong, but at least he went out there and tried. He's he, I get his respect, he, or he gets my respect, and I'm sure he gets everybody else's respect as well, but still WWE champion. Uh, Bobby Lashley, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Now, this match for the Raw Women's Championship, I don't even know what to say about this. It's, I mean, I can go on and on. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll review it, but I could just go on and on. I'm not going to do that to you guys tonight, though. Ray Ripley defended against Charlotte. Immediately, crowd turns hostile. They start chanting, we want, we want Becky. Charlotte Flair flips off the crowd. Ray Ripley then gave Charlotte a headbutt. Charlotte then slaps Ray Ripley. And then Ray Ripley slammed Charlotte onto the mat. And she hits a drop kick. Ray Ripley and Flair, they fight it out. And at this point, they're just fighting. They're fighting. The, the, like I said earlier, commentary is trying to make it seem like, you know, it's affect the chance are affecting the queen, but it's not affecting the queen. The queen is zeroed in. She's... She's she's dialed in. She's focused, more focused than ever. Eventually, though, the crowd would get into it, and uh, they would start to start to you know show a little bit of respect to the queen. As a uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, I mean they they were going at it, man. I'm talking about hard hits, forearms. Um, Rhea hit a release German. Before going up to the top, missing a missile drop kick, as Charlotte turns into a Boston crab before Rhea Ripley uh, countered it into a pin. And then she countered a figure four attempt into another pin before Charlotte drops her with a boot for a two count. Rhea then counters a moonsault and suplexes Charlotte for two. And at this point, this was the turning point. When Rhea Ripley hit that suplex, that. That's that was the turning point. Charlotte Flair then sends Rhea out of the ring, hits a moonsault before tossing Rhea back inside. That also got a huge pop as well. I don't. I mean, I, is there ever a Charlotte moonsault that doesn't get a huge pop like that? Um, so she tosses Rhea back in the ring. She tried for a natural selection. Rhea countered it before locking in an inverted clover leaf. Charlotte then counters that into a pin for a. Really, really, really close to count before Rhea then rocks her with a roundhouse. 
Charlotte counters the riptide to a DDT for another super, super close two count before they exchange strikes until Charlotte drops Rhea and covers her with her feet on the ropes, but the referee obviously saw it. Rhea then hit her, um, drives her into the corner before setting her uh, on the second turnbuckle. Charlotte then counters the suplex into a super natural selection off the top rope. This was when it turned up for me. She covers everything, gets in there, falls. Charlotte then traps Rhea's leg into the steel steps, and she kicks the steel steps before applying the figure eight. Makes Rhea Ripley tap out. Charlotte Flair becomes 14-time women's champion. I know a lot of people on online are saying, how is it that Charlotte didn't get disqualified for that? But when Rhea Ripley used the top of the announce table, it was disqualification. I don't know. Maybe it's referee's discretion or something. I don't know. I've seen somebody talking about that. I'm like, who cares, man? The title is off of Rhea. You don't like Rhea being champion. I know it. You know it. You know it just as well as I know that Charlotte Flair is the greatest in-ring women's performer in the world. Nobody can touch her. She proved it tonight. And, 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 and congratulations and respect to that crowd for re- finally seeing greatness and knowing. They, they, they didn't boo Charlotte when she won. They cheered her. They were happy at the match that they had watched. I was happy at the match that I watched. Like I said, 14-time women's champion Charlotte Flair. You're damn right I'm going to play the theme music when this review is over. The next match, this is when Peacock started messing up. So I didn't get to see the entrances. I barely got to see the beginning of the match. It was like in and out, in and out, in and out. The men's money in the bank ladder match. Seth Rollins and John Morrison argue at ringside before Ricochet takes out John. Before it's just Big E and Drew. At that point, they clear the ring. Big E and McIntyre trade punches. Nakamura suplexes Kevin Owens onto the ladder. Uh, John Morrison stops Nakamura from climbing it. Morrison leapfrogs a ladder and uh, hits a corkscrew splash on Nakamura that he nearly got. He, he did not get 100%, not even 50% of that at all. <laughs> Morrison starts to climb the ladder. Nakamura cuts him off. Nakamura pin, uh, puts Morrison in a triangle choke on the ladder. Seth Rollins then breaks it up. Morrison and Rollins hit Nakamura with the ladder. And, uh, Morrison at that point drops Riddle on a ladder. Seth Rollins and Morrison back body drop ricochet on a ladder. They're working together a lot in this match. Seth Rollins and Morrison then slam Owens on the side of a ladder. McIntyre hits a double claymore to take uh, uh, out Riddle and Nakamura. McIntyre then counters a reverse Rana, but ricochet um, into an Alabama slam on a ladder. McIntyre claymore Seth Rollins. McIntyre sets up a ladder. And starts to climb. Uh, then at that point, Veer and Shanky get inside the ring and they attack Drew McIntyre. Jenner Mahal hits McIntyre with a chair over and over and over. Veer and Shanky then drag a lifeless McIntyre body out of the arena, take him to the back. So now Drew McIntyre is completely out of this match. Um, in the ring, Riddle tries to climb the ladder. Ricochet walks the ropes and he hops on the ladder. Riddle pushes the ladder over. Ricochet lands on the top rope, and he hits a diving senton 
onto everybody who was on the outside. Now, he got some air on this senton. It was insane. It was crazy. Riddle then drops Big E with an RKO. Riddle yanks Ricochet off the ladder into the RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> Rollins then surprises Riddle with a stomp, and it was beautiful. The way the camera was set up, the way he hit that stomp, it was, it was great. Uh, Nakamura then picks up Seth Rollins and hits a GTS. Uh, Kevin Owens then hits the stunner on Nakamura, and then he hits a pop-up powerbomb on Ricochet. Rollins then pulls KO off the ladder as he was trying to climb up and grab the briefcase, and then he power bombs him on the ladder uh, outside of the ring that was set up at the, by the announce table in the apron. Completely takes out Kevin Owens at that point. Rollins then climbs. Big E then grabs Seth Rollins and hits a big ending off the ladder. Big E climbs the ladder, unhooks the briefcase, and Big E is your Mr. Money in the Bank. And everybody's been saying it. Everybody's been talking about it. Big E should win money in the bank. Big E's going to win money in the bank. And I'm not going to lie. After no live and after no Naomi in the women's, after that twist, after that swerve, I was kind of, and especially after the two RKOs, I, I was for sure it was, it was um, Riddles. I thought Riddle was going to win at that point. But I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Big E, future world champ, man. Future world champion, something to look forward to. It's exciting. It's fun. Um, backstage, Seth Rollins, he's complaining about having to be in Money in the Bank in the first place. Rollins then says that Edge stole his title match tonight. He says it doesn't matter who wins tonight. He's next in line. So, Seth Rollins, we already know what's going down, right? We've been talking about it all week. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is going to interfere. In the match with Roman Reigns and Edge. And this match began Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Edge. Man. I mean, Reigns probably walked to the ring for an entire five minutes. It took him probably five minutes to get inside the ring. And even after he got inside the ring, he's still just like standing there and just waiting, soaking it in. Making Edge wait, making the crowd wait. Uh, the bell rings. Reigns and Edge stare each other down. Haven't even touched each other yet. Barely breathing on each other. And the, the fucking arena's going crazy. I loved it. Definitely a big fight feel. Um, Reigns backs Edge into a corner during a lockup. Roman then mushes Edge in the face. Edge then backs him into a corner. Slaps him in the face. Edge toying with him. Uh, Reigns drops Edge with a shoulder tackle, and then at that point, Edge works over Reigns' arm, pulling at it. Uh, Roman Reigns then backs Edge up with a stiff right hand. Edge drives Roman Reigns into the ring post, arm first, over and over again. Then Roman rolls out of the ring. Reigns and Edge trade strikes. Edge then sends Reigns out of the ring. Edge follows and walks right into a Samoan drop on the outside on the floor. Later on in the match, uh, Roman Reigns, he starts grounding and pounding at Edge, working him over, uh, having, putting him in headlocks, just real, just a slow burn wrestling match throughout this entire match, basically. Uh, Roman Reigns lands a drive-by. Uh, he misses the Superman punch. Edge tries a backslide pin, only for a two-count. 
Uh, Reigns and Edge then boot each other in the face at the same time. Then uh, Edge and Reigns trade strikes again. Edge surprises Roman with an educator. And then Roman Reigns narrowly kicks out of that move. Edge hits a flapjack. Edge then hits an implant DDT. Roman Reigns kicks out of that. Edge slams Reigns' head into the ring post. Edge gets trapped in the tree of woe. Or Reigns, rather, gets trapped in the tree of woe. Edge stomps on Reigns in the corner. He then traps Reigns in the crossface. Reigns eventually gets to the ropes. Crowd is popping. Crowd's going crazy. Edge tries a spear, but Roman Reigns counters with a guillotine. And I thought at this point it was over. Edge starts to fade. Edge drives Roman into the ropes. Both men fall through the ropes onto the floor. Reigns tries a spear, but Edge moves. Roman Reigns goes through the barricade. Boom. Edge then stops the referee from counting Reigns out. Obviously, Edge would win, but he wouldn't win the championship. Um, at that point, uh, Edge spears Roman Reigns through another side of the barricade. Edge carries Roman back into the ring, tries to cover him. Roman kicks out. Roman then lands the Superman punch, but Edge falls into the referee, kind of knocking um, him down. And, and Charles Robinson at that point is rolling around and hurting his knee or his leg or something like that. It was a bad spot. I get what they were trying to do, but the spot just didn't look good. But I don't think anyone really cared about what was going on at that point. Uh, Roman Reigns grabs a chair. He breaks it, tries to get the little piece. Uh, Roman Reigns starts talking trash to Edge. Roman Reigns then tries to put Edge in the crossface with the broken chair piece. Edge blocks it and then traps Reigns into the crossface with the chair piece. The Usos start to make their way down to the ring, but Ray and Dominic come down, and they basically save Edge as they attack him from behind. Um, All of a sudden, they're fighting each other up the ramp, back to the back. Edge still has... Uh, Roman locked into the crossface with that chair piece, and out of nowhere, um, Seth Rollins hits the ring and he super kicks Edge. Roman Reigns then gets Roman Reigns then gets to his feet, and then he calls for the spear. Edge counters with a spear of his own. There's no referee to make the count. The crowd is going one, two, three, four. A new referee runs down to the ring to make the count. Roman Reigns then kicks out. Edge tries to go for another spear. Rollins runs back down to the ring, gets on the apron. Edge boots Rollins off the apron. Roman Reigns spears Edge, and Roman Reigns is still the universal heavyweight champion of the world. Your your tribal chief, the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns still in charge. Right after the match, though, Seth Rollins got into the ring, started to attack Edge again. And then Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns had a stare down, you know, obviously teasing a potential match between the two like they've been doing for the last few weeks. Um, Edge then attacks Seth Rollins, and those two start fighting into the crowd. And at this point, Paul Heyman hands Roman Reigns a mic, and I already knew what was going to happen at this point. Roman Reigns then says, now the whole world will acknowledge me. Heyman laughs, and then John Cena's music hits. The fucking building came unglued. Every single person was out of their seat, was screaming, shouting. Um, John Cena comes out, and the only way John Cena knows how, 
comes down to the ring. Uh, Roman Reigns looks completely like unfazed, like he just does not care, almost like disgusted, right? Roman Reigns looks down at the Universal Championship as Cena starts to stare him down. Cena then taunts Reigns, and that's it, man. They didn't say a word to each other. They didn't touch each other. They they kept their distance, um, and that was it in one of probably the best Money in the Bank pay-per-view from top to bottom, not just Money in the Bank ladder matches, but probably the best Money in the Bank pay-per-view, period, from top to bottom. Every single match was on fire. The crowd was hot all night. I got to give Fort Worth their credit. Usually in a WWE pay-per-view, crowds tend to get, you know, they, they tend to die out after a match or two, or if there's a match that really sucks. Or even if there's a match that's really, really good and the crowd like it and everybody's hot on it, they start to slow down in the next match. It was almost like that until Rhea and Charlotte stole uh, the crowd's hearts and were able to get them back on their side and get them to cheer them because they did put on a really, really good match. But this show, like I said, from top to bottom, in my opinion, was absolutely flames. 10 all around. Every single match was good. Um, I felt like all the outcomes were really, really good. The way that they brought Cena back, like it wasn't just a run in. It wasn't just a, it was obviously Roman grabbed the mic to talk to the fans for the first time, rightfully so, because he hadn't said a word to the fans other than during the matches uh, since fans been back. Like he didn't really say nothing or have any segments or anything on Friday. So, John Cena is back, obviously, to set up the match between him and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Hopefully, hopefully that's the match. Um, You got Edge and Seth Rollins who were going back and forth with each other, uh, trading blows all the way through the crowd. So, obviously, that is another rumored match for SummerSlam. So, hopefully, we get that. Um, And then we got some news a little later after the show that John Cena is kicking off Monday Night Raw uh, tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening to this tonight after Money in the Bank or if you're listening to this tomorrow or today on Monday, uh, John Cena is kicking off the show, so that's must-see. He says he's not going to let the WWE Universe wait to know why he's there um, and what he wants, so I'm excited. Um, I mean... (laughs) This is going to be the first Raw with a crowd in, in I don't know how long, too. So this should be really, really interesting. Raw has been booked very, very badly. So hopefully they, you know, turn it around and they and they do some good stuff. Hopefully we don't see too many rematches tomorrow night. <sighs> but anyways, uh, that was it, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the review. Listen, Charlotte Flair is the 14-time women's champion. Undeniable. I want you guys to understand that this is Charlotte's time. And if Becky even thinks about showing up tomorrow, you guys are all going to see Charlotte go to another level. She's going to crush everybody's hearts. Everybody's going to be mad. Everybody's going to be sad. But get over it. Because the queen is here, she's champion again, and she's not going nowhere. Um, make sure you guys follow Within the Ropes on 
uh, Twitter and Instagram at Within the Ropes. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Go to Within the com, and you can you see the little tab there to subscribe to the YouTube. I got some content coming soon. Got some really dope shit. Oh, also, I want to shout out to uh, Phil the Bill of the Bullet Cast. I am officially the Bullet Cast champion. I, uh, that's right. I won the predictions. <laughs> when do I not? Win predictions. When do I ever lose? <laughs> so shout out to Philip. Shout out to everybody over there at Bullcast. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. See, it's like what I tell him. I told him earlier. It's like it's like Hogan in '94, Bash at the Beach. My first match just came in and won the heavyweight championship of the world. Ah, <sighs> but anyways, um. Monday Night Raw, man, is seen, well, I said it was going to be a hot week, a hot weekend. It most definitely was. Now we got to get ready for Raw. So I will see y'all or y'all will hear from me tomorrow. Monday Night Raw, right after. Stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If it's your first time listening, make sure you subscribe. If it's not your first time listening, then stay tuned because I'm coming back with another one. And we're going to have some fun. From the queen. Look, I'm going to just play the theme music for y'all because I know y'all want to hear it. This is probably, this is the only podcast that you're going to hear Charlotte's Flair music uh, over and over and over and over and over and over. The only podcast. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.